Hey everybody, welcome back to the Extempers Bible with your host, Anand Feluvali. So, this is a bit of breaking news, but Bernie Sanders has officially ended his presidential campaign. This means that Joe Biden is the presumptive Democratic nominee, unless some random turn of events happens. And with Sanders dropping out, that also raises a bunch of questions for Democrats, political pundits, and extempers alike, regarding the future of the Democratic Party, what went wrong with the Sanders campaign, and really, what will this mean for the general election? So, I think that the most meaningful question we should start out by asking is why? Why did the Sanders campaign fail? Why is Bernie suspending his presidential campaign? Really, how did this happen? Keep in mind that there had never been a presidential candidate on either the Republican or the Democratic side that won the popular vote in the first three states until Sanders. In fact, at one point, both political betting sites and statistical models had Bernie as the most likely nominee for the Democratic Party. So really, what happened? Now, to answer this question, I think we have to look back. And really, I think that we can attribute Sanders' loss to three big things. The first was the frailty of this political coalition he was building. The second was the unique electoral circumstances of 2020. The third were the strategic decisions made on the parts of the moderates and center-left flank of the Democratic Party. So, let's start out with the first big thing, the frailty of the Sanders coalition. You see, Bernie Sanders' entire campaign was based on this message of being the insurgent candidate who could mobilize groups that have typically been inactive in the political landscape, groups like the youth. Now, this served as both a strength and a weakness for the Sanders campaign, because while it meant that polls, who tended not to survey these voter profiles, consistently underestimated Bernie, it also meant that there was a high risk of those voters not turning out at all. And lo and behold, Sadly for the Sanders campaign, that was the situation. The youth did not vote. Period. Dot. Exclamation point. I mean, those that did vote ended up voting for Bernie Sanders in droves, but the youth voter turnout was comparable to 2016, a disappointing event for Sanders. And at the same time, Sanders was also unable to win over non-college-educated white voters, a group he was strong with in 2016, or black voters a group he has consistently struggled with since 2016. And for Biden, who had ties to the Obama administration and a strong record with Pennsylvanian unions, amongst other things, swept Sanders in those demographics by assuaging the concerns of those voters. In turn, this allowed him to take key states like Michigan, Florida, Alabama, South Carolina, and more. In short, the same crux for Bernie Sanders in 2016 was his pitfall this time around. At the same time, Sanders was unable to convince voters that he was electable. In other words, that he had the quote-unquote it factor to beat Trump in a head-to-head -head election. With Democrats feeling the gravity of 2020, they've consistently stated in poll after poll, by a margin of nearly two to one, that beating Trump is more important than voting for a candidate they agree most with policy-wise. Again, this worked in Joe Biden's favor because a moderate old white man who was part of Obama's successful election and later re-election showed electability to most Democratic voters, while Bernie Sanders, with his transformative ideas, wasn't viewed in that same light. Interestingly enough, though, out of the roughly one-third of the Democratic Party who said that policy preference was more important than electability, those people turned for Bernie Sanders, but the rest did not. And so, perhaps, if Trump had never been elected and Democrats didn't feel the weight of his election, Sanders might have been more successful. 
but with everyone so concerned about getting Trump out of office. Unfortunately for the Sanders campaign, 2020 wasn't their year. Finally, there were many strategic decisions on the part of moderates and center-left liberals. You see, collectively, more Democrats ended up voting for candidates like Michael Bloomberg, Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, and Joe Biden, than Democrats that voted for Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders. However, since there were far more of these sorts of moderate candidates than insurgent left-wing figures, there was a sort of hope that Democrats would splinter the vote, or rather those specific Democrats would splinter the vote until Super Tuesday, by which point Sanders would rack up victory after victory and run away with the nomination. But those candidates fell in line to Joe Biden's behest, and each supported and threw their weight behind Joe Biden, which made a difference, as those candidate supporters now had an easy second choice. Joe Biden. And at the same time, Elizabeth Warren was reluctant to throw her weight behind Bernie Sanders, chiefly because of toxic, misogynistic comments from a small segment of his online community. And again, while that isn't indicative of the Sanders campaign as a whole, it was enough for Elizabeth Warren to withhold from endorsing either candidate. Now, with all of this said, I don't want to be super pessimistic for the left-wing movement of the Democratic Party. This was meaningful progress for figures like Bernie Sanders. Today, there are countless figureheads like AOC and Ilhan Omar that were inspired by Bernie Sanders and have captivated the attentions of millions of Americans across the country. Furthermore, Biden, while certainly the most moderate candidate in the field, or one of the most at least, will still be the most left-leaning nominee of the Democratic Party in history, supporting a robust expansion of the Affordable Care Act, a $15 minimum wage, and over $1 trillion of investment in green energy. Well, certainly far from Sanders' own campaign promises, this has been progress for the left. Eight years ago, those sorts of policies would have been viewed as unfathomable, but thanks to pressure from a growing left-wing flank of the Democratic Party, and their ability to really hold control over a solid chunk of Democrats, roughly one-third, they now exert significant influence in the party, and something that I think might grow in the future. As such, even if the Sanders campaign is over, the progressive movement is not. For progressives, now it is a question of effectively organizing, turning out the youth, assuaging the concerns of moderate voters and black voters, and proving that they are equally as electable as their moderate counterparts. All of these are certainly cumbersome tasks, but if successful, I can imagine a future where we have a progressive president with views similar to Bernie Sanders in office. So finally, what does this mean for the general election? Devoid of any health concerns, which really could be the case for the 78-year-old Joe Biden or Diet Coke and fast food-loving Trump, we are likely going to see a showdown between Trump and Biden. And this election will be far from one based on policy preferences, but rather deep-seated ideological convictions. This election will be a quest between the populist insurgency of the Trump campaign that has found an audience in discontent Americans, and the quote-unquote presidential-esque normalcy that Joe Biden represents. And while I certainly won't make any predictions, this presidential election will likely hinge on the candidates' ability to rally their base more than the other side, and maybe get a couple independents with them. Regardless of whoever wins, this will truly be one of the most consequential elections in recent American history, and one that, looking back at the history books, 
Americans will find a fascinating story of presidential grit, polarization, and drive. At any rate, that wraps up today's episode of the Extempers Bible. Hope y'all enjoyed. Make sure to follow this podcast on Spotify to get updates whenever a new episode is released, and give us a follow on Instagram at the Extempers Bible. Until next time, peace.